0: Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about my work as an intuitive and teacher at karenhager.com. And if you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram, uh, who knows what's going to pop up more Out of the Fog content. Photos of Maisie the puppy looking especially winsome. And you'll also always know what's on my jigsaw puzzle board if that's your thing, karenhager.com and Fog City Psychic on Instagram. Now, then, how can you practice your subtle energetic abilities? How can you fully embrace your spiritual nature, even if you feel like you can't yet be? open about that with those around you. Angela A. Wicks is my guest today, and she brings insight about what it means to be a secret psychic. She'll share how to recognize and receive spirit communication, and we'll talk about how to integrate your experience so you don't have to feel like you're caught between two worlds all the time. Are you ready to meet her? Angela A. Wicks has been an acquiring editor for Body, Mind, Spirit titles at Llewellyn Worldwide, and she's the author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns and her new book, The Secret Psychic. I just, I love that. I'm just going to say it again. The Secret Psychic. She is a certified medical Reiki master, lifelong intuitive medium and training, and artist. You can visit her at AngelaAnn.com wix.com forward slash arts and find her on facebook and on instagram where she's at angela a wix angela welcome to out of the fog
1: thank you so much for having me here today
0: oh gosh thank you for being here okay secret (laughs) psychic what does it mean
1: um for a lot of people i think who are experiencing um insights of making use of their own intuition, or they have this strong sense of spirituality connected with their intuitive or psychic abilities. I think for a lot of people, these types of things tend to feel like um, abilities and interests that might not feel safe to share with other people around them, because they might be perceived as Um, maybe being judged in some way, they might have fears about um, people um, dismissing their interests and their abilities, just for whatever reason it may be. I feel like there's this whole community of people who are the secret psychic or people who are so interested and fascinated by these intuitive abilities and these spiritual interests and connections who are kind of closeted and practicing in secret. Mm. And I was definitely one of those people <laughs> for Me too. a very long time. And um, eventually I found my community. And, um, you know, once I started working with Llewellyn, it was like I was immersed in this world. And that secret, that secret side of it kind of became um, you know, the curtain was totally blasted wide open for me because I had connection to all of these people that were of s- similar mind, a similar interests, And they just kind of understood, you know, if, if you start talking about these types of things, they're like, oh yeah, instead of kind of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's really what the secret psychic is, is just, you know, I think there's so many people that, You know, if whether you're having a dream and you love interpreting the symbology of it, or if you're looking for signs in nature and your environment during your day for guidance um, and how to maybe work through a certain challenge or situation you're going through, maybe you receive messages from spirit directly where you hear people in spirit, or maybe you've lost someone and in your grief, you're experiencing continued bonds Mm -hmm. in various ways. Um, So there's so many different ways that we can be making use of our intuitive and psychic abilities. And again, I just think, I think increasingly it's becoming more accepted, but there's still a lot of stigma feeling like, for whatever reason, you might need to keep this this side of yourself secret.
0: And there's a part of it that 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 is private. I so I think I was a secret psychic from the time I was about four. That's when I told my guides to shut up and go away because I was a <laughs> cranky little chubby toddler. Um, From the time I was about like four and a half or so, and until I was in my early forties, which is when everything I just I couldn't help but sort of come out of the closet as a psychic and. There is something I feel good about keeping it private as long as it is part of what's building an intimate relationship between you and spirit, because right. it's your spirituality, your practice. It doesn't have to be out there with like big flashing lights on it, right. but when it's kept secret out of our, our shame, that's when some of those fears about working with intuition can really take root because until you're kind of out of the closet, you do don't know really what's true about psychics and what isn't true
1: right right and that's one of the things that i i talk about a lot is distinguishing between what is this kind of sacred spiritual side where you're letting it bloom and blossom you're kind of um investigating your own secret inner world and um evolving in internally in that way in a really beautiful way But then there can be this part of you that can feel like you're bursting to talk with other people about different experiences or insights that you might be having. And when you're starting to feel like there's this tension about it, that's kind of when um, that sense of conflict or kind of almost a dissociation where you're living two different lives can set in, where you have this sort of public persona, and then this private self. Um, So when you start feeling like you're living two different, within two different worlds, that's when this type of a resource, the secret psychic, can become really, really valuable, because I get into how to nurture and cultivate this side of yourself even when you're working in a secret space. And then I kind of go step by step in how you can begin to even start to share this side of yourself with other people in a way that feels really safe and nurturing.
0: So for me, because I was trying as hard as I could not to be psychic, and I was terrible at not being psychic, I just didn't realize that. My experiences when I was a secret psychic, my experiences were mostly all scary and unwanted. Mm. And one of the things I like about your book is that you talk about opening up with intention and balance and a kind of compassion. Can you say a little bit about the importance of intention as we are connecting with spirit and also kind of sorting through our own experiences?
1: Right. Yeah. So my own experience when I was beginning, I was so curious and I was just passionately drawn to learning about psychic ability and connecting with spirit, um, spirit communication. I was very, very interested. And so I read a ton of material and I started making these connections and having opening up my own psychic abilities. And as you're saying, along with that came some kind of Negative experiences because I I didn't have guidance and I I was very young I didn't have bo- good boundaries and so I was kind of getting some negative uncomfortable um, uh, side effects I guess you could say mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so for a time I just sort of shut down and like you said I I told. My guides and everything like go away. I don't want to hear from you anymore. And I opened up later on in my life, in my twenties, much more intentionally. And um, I, I had people that I could ask questions to if I came up to a hurdle or I got uncomfortable in certain ways. It's it's kind of like what can I do in this circumstance? What do I do when this type of things thing happens? Or Um, one example is when intuitive senses seep into your everyday life. This is something that can be very jarring. (laughs) For example, um, I talk about one instance when I was in a checkout line and I heard a full sentence in my own mind right before the cashier said it out loud. Mm -hmm. And when you're experiencing those types of psychic abilities like where i'm hearing other people's thoughts it kind of it's just so shocking and it can be um it can be amazing and really surprising in that way but it can also feel like i don't want to be hearing other people's thoughts like this is uncomfortable i don't like these blurred boundaries so when you go into it intentionally and you have a resource or a mentor or um you know, some kind of access to information where you can intentionally be answering the questions to challenges that you're having. I think that can be incredibly helpful in moving past fear and, um, shedding a light on things. Um, so instead of confusion and fear and anxiety about things, you get the answers to what's going on and the tools to what you can be doing to, go through things with more ease.
0: Mm. When we spend all this time opening up and some of it, we open up with curiosity and we don't know what we're doing. So we're just kind of fooling around. And (laughs) then later, as we're opening up with guidance from other people, from teachers and mentors and good books like yours, we put all this energy into opening up. How can we learn to find the off switch when we need it? How can we learn to kind of gentle things down so that we're not Reading people's thoughts in the checkout line.
1: One really incredible tool that I found. It came from um, Sherry Dillard, who is someone that I actually interviewed. Um, in part two, I interviewed a range of different professional psychics, mediums, and subtle energy intuitives, and I asked them all these co- types of common questions and challenges that people might run into, just to get a range of. Um, really quality responses that people can work with. And one of the practices that she had provided me when I was going through my own journey and I was experiencing a lot of um, intuitive slip-ins kind of Mm -hmm. at random points and I needed to set up better boundaries. Um, She gave me this exercise of going into a meditation and I include this step by step in the book as well. Going into a meditation and settling in, tuning into your own energy and opening up, um, just letting your intuition know right now is a really good moment. If you have any messages for me, this is when I'm open to receiving them. So it's kind of t- intentionally taking this moment to download your intuitive voicemails that might have been stacking up that you might not have been paying attention to. And what this does is it helps to focus your ability and um, give it permission and let it know. It's like programming um, where you have this moment, it's going to start recognizing, okay, I have this message for her. I know that there are these quality moments when she opens up. And so I'm going to be ready to give her this message when she opens up at an appropriate time instead of like when she's standing in the checkout line. <laughs>
0: right. right. That's so important. And that's so I also teach intuitive development. And one of the things that I always kind of tell students over and over again you get to set boundaries. These are your abilities. They are calibrated to you. Your guides are calibrated to you. All of this is calibrated to your individual energetic system. You can say, not now, thanks. Get back to me tomorrow at 9 a.m. And it's fine. Nobody, it's not like a unicorn loses its horn or something. (laughs) It's fine to set boundaries.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Mm. Where do you feel intuitive information comes from?
1: Um, I think there's different, different sources. I think sometimes it's our own higher wisdom where we're tapping it just into this um higher knowledge and intuition that we have. Um, I think sometimes it's coming from those we're connected to in spirit. So it could be friends or family who have passed on that you're connected with. It could be a spirit guide that works with you or some other um, honored spiritual figure that you're connected with that offers you guidance. Um, and I just, you know, uh, different people consider it to be different things. Like you might think of it as God. I think of it as universal energy. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, animal guidance, and I think they're, um, bringing us messages through, that could be coming from family and friends or universal energy as well. So there's so many different uh, resources that these messages can be coming through.
0: Can you share with us just a little bit about your sister and about how her connection with you was part of this opening up on your path?
1: Uh, So the beginning of this book actually came about after my sister passed away, and she passed away about 10 years ago, very unexpectedly, and in life, um, she was my one person that I could talk to about these types of things. We were, we both had very strong interests in intuition, and psychic ability, and spirituality, and Um, energy healing, just, um, our, our interests were very, very aligned. And so when she passed away immediately, I was, I knew I was still connected with her. I had a vision right after I heard that she had passed away and, um, it was her basically sharing with me where she was and getting this strong impression of what she was feeling in that moment, which was very powerful And so when I started writing The Secret Psychic, I didn't actually know that she was going to be a part of this book. But after she passed away, I had been writing down different stories and experiences that I and other people had been experiencing in our continued bonds with her because they were just so incredible and really powerful. And at the time I was thinking maybe I was writing a memoir, but eventually I I let that go and I just figured um, it had been my own kind of grieving exercise and and staying connected with her in that way by writing down our stories. Mm -hmm. But, But as I was writing The Secret Psychic, I would be writing about, you know, a certain ability or a type of exercise or a certain experience that I was going through. And I would think of certain stories that I had previously written down about her. Um, and, and it was just like, oh my gosh, that would be such a good example of what I'm trying to talk about here. And that happened over and over and over again. (laughs) I could feel her like helping, like sitting with me and writing the book. It was really amazing. And so she is actually, um, woven through this book very strongly. And, um, so a lot of the stories that I talk about are Just our experience of continued bonds, um, her coming through for me and other people through thoughts or feelings. It might have been visions or in one instance for someone, she moved an object, um, how she came through in different pop-ins, like maybe where someone else said something and I immediately could tell that it was actually my sister trying to get a message through to me. So There were just so many incredible experiences that I was really glad to be able to share them in this way and um, be able to include her
0: her stories for other people. Mm. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Angela Wicks. Her new book is The Secret Psychic. Embrace the magic of subtle intuition, natural spirit communication, and your hidden spiritual life. You can find out more about Angela and her work at AngelaAnn.Wix, that's W-I-X.com forward slash arts, A-R-T-S, AngelaAnn.Wix.com slash arts. So in the book, you talk about how we might receive intuitive information, but not always get it. There are sometimes symbols to be decoded. I know that my guides work with me a lot in symbols and part of building that relationship has been for us to sort of understand each other. So it comes like shorthand. Sometimes information comes in symbols. Sometimes we just are slower to understand. Can you say a little bit about understanding in a delayed way what comes through?
1: Yeah. um, This is something that happens for me all the time. i I'm just naturally kind of wired to process things slowly anyways, and it took me a long time to accept this of intuitive messages as well. And it finally clicked for me once when I had received a message um, after a grandparent passed away. And it was a few days after he had passed, and I was just landscaping. Um, I was working in my garden. So, I was listening to music. I, I was totally absorbed in what I was physically doing. But all of a sudden I heard my sister in spirit and I heard her saying, um, oh, so sometimes she can hear me. So she was she was talking to this grandparent who had passed away. Huh. And she was talking about me to him. <laughs> so she was like, oh, you know, sometimes she can hear me, see? And um, and so I tuned in to see what she was doing. And she was basically like giving him a tour of um, the new space that he was in and kind of like making connections with people. And it was just so funny. And he was, he was kind of basically like, yeah, I get it. I got this, but kind of humoring her like, okay, you can show me around. And, um, I got this vision then of him on a throne with all these people around him and they were all bringing him flowers. And this was just so bizarre to me because, He was such a humble person and not someone who was like the center of attention. And he was very quiet and um, was just not someone who would be like, yeah, put me up on the throne. I want (laughs) flowers from everyone. (laughs) And but I was I was kind of like, oh, okay." so everyone is greeting him and he's getting a welcoming reception. Like, that's really cool. That's really cool to see. But a couple of days later, this popped back in my head and like, someone wanted me to pay more attention to it. Like, um, I felt like I didn't quite get it. So I tuned in again, and I still saw this flood of flowers, and I, I could see that they were carnations. And um, to me, this, I thought that was weird, because to me, I don't really like carnations, and I see them kind of as a cheaper flower. And it was kind of like, why can't they give him a better flower? <laughs> um So then I kept tuning in and I saw like, it it kind of felt like he was more, instead of just a throne, he was on a float, like a parade float. Mm. So then I just assumed, oh cool. So they're celebrating at the level of a parade. Like, okay, that's awesome. Good celebration. Well, it, it still kept coming up for me. Like I kept getting this vision. It was like right in my face. Like someone was trying to get me to be like, no, look, look deeper. There's more detail. You haven't gotten it. So finally I sat down one night and I just started writing out everything that I was seeing and what I was experiencing. And um, I, I, when I was reading back, it slipped out, um, that I was, it was like, I was watching from the sidelines and then the word homecoming slipped out. And as soon as I wrote that word, it was like, oh my gosh, like, he was someone who I always associated with football. He loved watching football and he had to be home watching football at the game times. And you couldn't talk to him during these games. Like, like football was his thing. And, and so, um, when I got that, it was finally like homecoming. Okay. He's He's at his homecoming and his metaphor for me was so true to who he is. Like it was all football. Um, And so when I finally got that, it just like, was someone like slapped me across the face, like, yeah, this is it. (laughs) But it, you know, that I didn't get it right away. And when I didn't get it, because I was still open to it, and they knew I was still open to it, it kept coming back to me and cycling back in a way that they let me know, like, you know, you kind of got it, but not really. So let's keep looking at this a little bit more.
0: And that's where that openness is so important that you don't, I know that sometimes students or people who are just starting out into a development will feel like if I haven't grasped this all, if this doesn't come through immediately, if it doesn't knock me flat on the ground, if there isn't like angels singing and leprechauns Mm -hmm. dancing around, then it's not intuitive information. Mm -hmm. When at least in my experience, a lot of intuitive information is rather subtle Right. And it, and it can take time to come through. And so I love what you're sharing about staying open and continuing to work on it, even yeah. as days pass, even at right. And not, well, I don't know if you were frustrated or not. It sounds from the way you tell the story, like you weren't like, darn it. What does it mean that you were more like, <laughs> oh, this is interesting. I'm not getting yeah. it.
1: Yeah. It's more, I think really valuable to maintain a sense of
0: curiosity. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Curiosity drives intuition. Yeah. Always. If without curiosity, how could you ever be open to anything more? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Now in the second, speaking of curiosity, in the second half of the book, you have, you've got a, a wow list of uh, people who you interviewed about asking them these questions about intuitive ability and about intuitive development. How did you put that team together? And I'm wondering if any of them said anything that, that surprised you.
1: Um, So the way that I put the, the group together was I, I wanted to know personally that these individuals were very established in their ability and in their profession, that they were using their abilities in their daily life, and um, that they were legit, basically. And for me to know that I I have personal connection to each of them, I've um, either met them before and spoken with them about their work, or in the case of most of them, actually, I have been their acquiring and developmental editor for many of their books. So I already knew many of them um, personally in that way. So um, I know their work, I know their background, I know that they're really good at what they do. And so I felt like because I can really trust what they're saying, um, the reader can too. And that was really important to me. So that's how I gathered the team. And um the The thing that was most surprising to me was um, I can remember, remember the first response that surprised me. And then it came up with many of the other individuals as well. But it was a question of what their starting point was and how they ended up progressing. And it surprised me so much for the fact that I have... Um, looked up to many of these people for so many years and their work is just so important and so strong. And um, I know that their abilities are um, very advanced. And so seeing their starting points was surprising to me because um, for all of them, I could say um, we started at the same point, you know, and I think that that is really important for readers to see um, that we all have this same, we're kind of a level playing field. We all have this starting point where, um, we are probably a bit unsure. We don't quite know. We know we have an interest in these abilities because they're popping up for us, or we just have this really strong drive to learn about them for whatever reason, but it's kind of ingrained in us to seek it out. And, you know, we, there's such a parallel to the way that we might be stumbling through them or the different questions that we're asking and um, the different hurdles that we run into. And that to me was the most surprising thing was just how
0: parallel everyone's experiences were. Mm. And how it's all part of the human experience.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. From, from me to each of these con- Uh, the contributors to anyone who is reading this book like we all have these abilities Um, some of us might be coming to it initially with a bit more of a natural inclination toward it but I really firmly believe that everyone has these abilities and that everyone can um, strengthen them if they have the interest to
0: So for someone who is listening to this and they're just about to open the book and they think, as I thought myself many times over the years, wait a minute. If I go forward with this, if I open this up, if I dig into this, something scary is going to happen. I'm not going to be protected. I'm not going to be able to control it. What would you just say to someone who's got like their their finger poised to click into the book, but is not sure that this is going to be okay for them to do?
1: Um, my, my, my main feedback on that is that there isn't (laughs) in, in the realm of mediumship, um, the thought there is that when something comes up that's scary, it's usually coming from our own mind. Because when you're working with spirit and intuition, um, you're working with a really high energy that has your well-being in mind, (laughs) And when you're connecting with, um, you know, with family and friends on the other side with your guides, they want to uplift you and they want to bring you, um, helpful and supportive information. So for example, in my own experience, when, when I was younger and I didn't have really good boundaries and I, but I was really interested in all of these like intuitive psychic abilities types of things, um, in my own experience, I started, like, I would wake up in the mornings, and I would hear this, like, static chatter in my mind, and it was really uncomfortable, and because I I had this sense of fear about it, um, it kind of snowballed into, I think, a bigger thing than what it actually was, but because it was uncomfortable, and I didn't, like, the direction that I was going with it, I just decided to shut it down, basically meaning that, you know, I I backed off on reading and studying things and I wasn't actively pursuing or trying to practice different exercises and things. And then later on in life, when I felt more comfortable with exploring it again, I dove back into it. And this time I actually was taking classes with other people so that I could get some direct feedback when I had questions and um, work through different boundary issues and that type of thing. So my main point of feedback is, um, I think the biggest negatives that we can run into are actually somewhat self-perpetuated in many instances. And in those cases, we can just take a step back and maybe um, set this aside for however long feels comfortable for you and come back to it when you feel like your curiosity is kind of peaking again and maybe come back to it in a different way. So instead of reading a book on your own, maybe take an online class or a class in person with someone, or um, you could even get a reading with someone and get guidance in that way from them. So there, it's, it's basically within your control. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's and it's safe. These are your right. they're your abilities. Right. You get to discover them in your way. Yes. If you get scared, you can back up right. and you can move forward again when you're ready.
1: Right. This
0: Angela. Thank you so much for talking with us. This is um a book that I would put on my list as being essential for someone who's interested in psychic development. It's super practical, it's got a lot of great resources. Thank you. Thank you for talking with us and for putting this book out there.
1: You're very welcome.
0: That is Angela Wicks. Her new book is The Secret Psychic. Embrace the magic of subtle intuition, natural spirit communication, and your hidden spiritual life. You can find out about more about Angela and her work at com Forward slash arts, A R T S, wakes.com slash arts. And of course, you're always welcome over at CARE. Oh, I forgot something important. Wait a minute. Angela has an offer that I completely forgot about. So don't go any, we're not done with the show yet. Because <laughs> if you'd like a signed copy of the book, what can they do, Angela?
1: Um, If you go to my website, go to the about or contact page, there's a form there where you can provide me with your name and your mailing address and just let me know that you would like a signed book plate and I will sign that and send it off to you and then you can stick it on the inside of the cover of the book so that you have a signed book and that's totally free.
0: And there's something cool about Uh, handwriting. There's something cool, especially if you're feeling alone on your journey. If you don't have that community, if you're still building it, how cool is it to have something that you've written yourself with your very own hand? I can put that in the copy of my book and remember that every time I look at that, I'm remembering there's somebody else who's going through the same kind of journey I am. So- I can't leave the show without um, bringing up that offer. Thank you um, for that. So that's at AngelaAnn.Wix.com forward slash arts and check it out, get that signed book plate so you can put it in the front cover of your book. Now then, you're still welcome at KarenHager.com. You were welcome a couple seconds ago. Look, you're still welcome there. KarenHager.com is a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private intuitive session with me there if you're so inclined. When you use the coupon code podcast, when you book online, you get 20% off your session fee. How does that work? You go to Karenhigger.com, you click the book a reading button, you choose your session length and date and time, put in your email address, and what's that? It's a green button. Click the green button that says "Have a coupon code" and rejoice because you have a coupon code. Your coupon code is podcast. Type in podcast and that twenty percent discount is reflected at checkout. And there's more merriment awaiting you at uh, follow when you follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram. I have no idea what's going to pop up there next, so go over there and take a look. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.